Illinois is not our rival, nor were they any match for Indiana on Thursday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Hoosiers. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Look, I'm fired up after how absurd of a performance Trace Jackson Davis just had. Before we talk about any of that, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor today, Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Look, I feel like I was being gaslit for like the last 24 hours or so with all this talk about this IU Indiana rivalry that I've like never heard about before today really it started with the most absurd chance sheet that i've ever seen i'm sure most of you guys saw that awful and we're, we're gonna dissect that one throughout this this podcast but then the the broadcast itself was treating this like it was the iu kentucky game and i i've never lord it, i never thought of illinois like that you guys let us know in the the live chat if you consider illinois rivalry am i way off base here I don't know. At best, they're like I use third best rival behind Kentucky and Purdue, but I don't really consider anybody a rival outside of that. There was nothing about Thursday's game that played out like a rivalry. IU absolutely owned Illinois in Champaign, and a large part of that was due to just utter brilliance from Trace Jackson Davis. Literally the first line of this absurd chant sheet Trace Jackson Davis, forward, fun fact, has progressively gotten worse over the last three years. An objectively insane thing to say, considering the last time Illinois saw Trace Jackson Davis, he punked Kofi Coburn and IU upset Illinois in the Big Ten tournament. He comes in and one-ups that performance on Thursday. This stat line is absolutely absurd. 35 points on 15 of 19 shooting five of six from the free throw line nine rebounds five assists three blocks played 35 minutes was a plus 15 that is look trace has a storied history here and that might be the best game he's ever played for the hoosiers absolutely phenomenal illinois absolutely bizarrely chose to just single cover him with (laughs) poor man dane danger was in danger all night long. And when he wasn't on him, Coleman Hawkins was doing his best and they didn't double trace the whole night, which I don't know what led to that thought process, but like one to even do that coming into a game is insane Two, to not adjust as trace just continues to destroy you throughout the entire game was insane i don't know what brad underwood was doing in this game it was a horrible game plan to start and then he just didn't change it and iu realized it and just kept going at (laughs) at or at danger and hawkins with trace and trace just his bag of post moves is deep and he was showing out on uh 
on Thursday and he was spinning off guys. He left danger in the spin cycle a couple times. I thought it was a very smart and mature game from him. He didn't press the issue defensively. Uh, there were a couple times he, I mean, danger had a couple of decent post moves. He should have fouled out of this game, but that's neither here nor there. He had a couple decent post moves. Trace realized he, that it was smarter for him not to f- try to foul or really contest shots um, <clears throat> aggressively because he knew on the other end, nobody was stopping him. So he played good defense. He didn't get over aggressive. A couple times he gave up baskets as a result, but then he would go down and just torch whoever was standing in front of him. An unbelievable game. Trace is an All-American. Trace is a National Player of the Year candidate. This is going to be one of the feathers in his hat when it comes to seasons and when it comes to careers end, this game is going to be one they look back on as you remember when trace went into Illinois after they said he's gotten worse every year and dropped 35 on him, uh, a magical performance. And IU defensively also deserves a lot of credit. Uh, they held Illinois to 38.7% shooting. Uh, they were eight of 19 from three, but nothing Illinois did throughout the night felt sustainable. And it, that was where kind of my level of comfort was there. They were eight of nine from or eight of 19 from three. A number of those were pull up three pointers off the dribble off screens. And it was, those shots are going to drop occasionally, but as you saw, it's not sustainable offense and the Hoosiers did a good job of defending. Well, if you're going to give up a shot, giving up an off the dribble or a crossover step back three, that's a shot you can live with giving up. Uh, and they stayed composed. Even when those shots went in, they didn't um, overextend or try to take that away. They were smart about how they defended And boy, Illinois got nothing going throughout the entire night. It was, I mean, uh, Shannon had 26 of their 65 points. He he was 8 of 18. He was pretty decent. Trey Galloway defended him well, I thought, for much of the night. But he got in foul trouble, was in and out of the game. We're going to talk more specific players here in a minute. But Galloway uh, played 25 minutes and was a plus 21. So that, that shows you the impact he had on this game there. I mean, there are a couple other takeaways from this big 10 officials are absolutely insane. I'm going to complain about this. I don't normally do it. Illinois came into this game literally dead last in the league at opponent free throw rate. They put opponents at the line at the worst rate in the big 10 by it's not even close. Like they put teams at the line a lot. They play a very physical style of defense and they just live with people going to the line. Insanely. They just big 10 officials tonight just decided they weren't going to call them for fouls. They were called for nine fouls the entire night, nine. And one of those was a technical eight fouls the entire night. IU ended up only shooting 13 free throws three of those were on the most bizarre foul ever on Trey Jackson Davis shooting a three danger was in his own danger zone uh, on 
Thursday. So Big Ten refs are an abomination. It was absurd that IU did not go to the line more. But again, the maturity, the composure from them, they were in the same situation against Iowa a couple weeks ago, up big, on the road, had the crowd out of it, and they let that team get back into the game. What they did well on Thursday is make sure that there was no momentum built up and there was no run made. They would answer every run. They stayed composed. They kept their foot down and there was no let up. And you win going away doing that. A huge win for the Hoosiers. I want to talk specific players. We're going to continue praising Trace. We're going to talk Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway, a whole bunch of guys I want to touch on. Uh, before we do that, though, let's talk about our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. I hope none of you took my advice because I said to bet on Illinois. They were seven-point underdogs when we did this episode, uh, when I recorded it last night. Look, I, IU hadn't given me a lot of reasons to think what they were doing is sustainable. I believe in them a little bit more after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college bowl season. Um, no, that's over. This is an old promo. From pro football, the playoffs, to college basketball, to the NBA, soccer's back in action. They got you guys covered at betonline.net. Uh, if you guys, uh, whatever it is you need, they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. I will be back in action on Sunday against Michigan State. You guys can go to bet online to get the odd for odds for that. You can go to the website. You can use your mobile device to learn, learn more bet online where the game starts. Big thanks to all you guys for making locked on Hoosiers. Your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast, locked on college basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball, all in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players, Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. If you guys have any thoughts on the game, for those tuning in on the live stream, let them know in or let me know in the, the chat and we'll talk about them because as Damon said, it was absolutely crazy that uh, they were not doubling Trace Jackson Davis as he dropped 35 points on them. It's one thing to come into this game with a bad game plan. It could happen. I mean... It's kind of inexplicable to not double Trace Jackson Davis, but it happened. Trace was torching them throughout the game, and they just didn't adjust. I, I, I can recall one time that they sent a double, and it wasn't even really sent a double. It was that Trace got into the middle of the paint, and they just had two people there, and it didn't matter. He scored anyway. So one of the weirdest things I've seen in some time, like Brad Underwood – what in the world are you doing? And so thanks though. Like it was inexplicable, but also it was, um, I mean, a, a welcome present to IU fans. I don't think any of us were complaining. Uh, let's talk a couple other guys though. I want to mention IU outscored Illinois 54 to 32 on points in the paint. That's when IU is at its best offensively when it's getting a bunch of production in the paint. So, I mean, a lot of that's due to Trace. He had 35 of those points and uh, all but I probably six of them were in the paint Then those six being at the line. But Jordan Geronimo, I want to touch on him. Another big game from him. Look, we criticized him, I think fairly so, after the Iowa game. 
a little bit after the Northwestern game, but boy, has he responded in a big way the last couple games. Um, 13 points, eight rebounds, uh, three blocks in this one. Looked like he was dealing with a little bit of a, a calf injury, maybe. He was uh, second half. I know they were working on it on the bench, but it didn't really slow him down. Six of eight shooting. He's really um, adjusting well to playing alongside Trace and finding those little openings. Not as much tonight because what I was about to say is when teams double Trace, he's typically the open guy, but I mean, they didn't double Trace, so uh, there weren't as many openings for him, but he still found his points and was really impressive. Knocked down a three-pointer as well. His only two misses on the night were three, so uh, he was really, really impressive yet again. IU's going to continue to need him with Race Thompson out for who knows how long. Jordan Geronimo stepping up was really impressive. I thought Malik Renew had a better second half than he did a first half. Uh, he looked, he, he was taking advantage. IU played, Illinois just didn't have the size to match up with Indiana. So the Trace and Malik lineups worked a little bit better, I thought. Uh, there was a, a couple possessions where Trace realized that danger was on him and that Malik had a big mismatch, and he went to Malik, and Malik did a good job of finishing. It's baby steps, 5.6 rebounds. Uh, he still had four fouls, but baby steps. I, I thought it was a, a step forward for Malik, and he he really had a one of his better games. I know the stats won't show it. As Jack said, Malik did a decent job as well. Uh, yeah, and... Look, it's he's found it difficult, and he struggled to even stay on the court with foul trouble, but played through it a little bit, stayed smart in this one, and had a, a, a good showing and a good second half uh, to help the Hoosiers close this one out. Jalen Hutchifino played really well in the first half. Um, he didn't have nearly as much of an impact in the second half. Looked like he may have had a, an injury to his finger, uh, or his hand or something. I'm not sure what happened there when he had that really awkward fall when they called a foul on, I, it was a weird play. He, uh, but when he landed, he, he hurt his finger and I don't really know what happened, but he didn't play as well in the second half. I don't know if those two things are related. First half, he had 10 points on five of 11 shooting. I thought was aggressive. Took advantage of the drop coverage that Illinois plays. Knocked down some mid-range shots. Knocked down some floaters. I thought looked really good offensively. On that end, it just didn't really amount to much in the second half. Look, the, the chance sheet was right about something. Averages over three turnovers a game. Parentheses terrible. I don't know about that part. But he had four turnovers, so I guess Illinois fans were right. Now, Illinois fans saying that after having Corbello on the team last year is just, again... Amazing lack of self-awareness, so shout out to them for that one. Geronimo, I forgot, was on this list. Uh, they said, going to get us our free nuggets. They did not get free nuggets on uh, on Thursday. The, the promotion is if they miss two free throws in a row, uh, the fans get free nuggets, I assume, from McDonald's, wherever it's from. Uh, no, they did not get free nuggets. Malik came close. He had a pretty ugly miss. And then hit the second one late in the game. What I loved is so many players on the women's basketball team tweeted no nuggets after this game. 
Mackenzie Holmes did it. Keandra Brown did it. I know Sydney Parrish was talking about how much pressure there was and uh, no, her with uh, not giving away nuggets. So everybody was very aware of it, and Illinois fans got zero nuggets. So shout out to them. This was an all-around really impressive game, though. And I'm just looking at this chance sheet once again. Look, I will give them credit. I did kind of laugh at great value Steve Harvey for Mike Woodson. You get like a half point there, but you lose so many other points because everything else is so bad. Uh, the Kelly School not being top 20. I don't even know what like ranking they looked at for that because I saw multiple people say it was a top 10 business school. The biggest complaint they had about Bloomington is they had a scooter curfew, which, okay, like, whatever. Good luck, like, that being your biggest, like, negative about Bloomington. But not not a great look from them. Trey Galloway, let's wrap this, uh, this section up. He was, like I said, I thought he played well defensively on Shannon. 11 points, 4 or 5 shooting, hit the only three-pointer he took. Uh, didn't do or excuse me, I was looking at the wrong one, uh, two assists, a rebound. He had his foul trouble, 25 minutes plus 21 though. So he, I thought he played a really good game. He was impactful in ways that didn't necessarily show up on the box score. Even when Shannon was making shots, they were difficult shots because of Galloway's defense. Shannon's exactly the type of guy that Galloway excels defending kind of those, uh, those guards, maybe not quite as big of a wing, but smaller guards that uh, uh, can score the ball. I mean, we saw what he did against Jaden Ivey last year. So those are the types of guys he typically has success against. And he had success again on Thursday. If there's anybody else you guys think had a big game or an impactful game, uh, tell us down in the chat. I don't think anybody played particularly badly tonight. Like overall, everybody... Um, impacted the game positively. It, whether they um, Tamar Bates was the only one that really played and didn't score. I thought he played well, uh, and the couple of shots he missed, I thought they were good shots. I also forgot when talking about the refs that awful technical foul they gave Xavier Johnson, where the official was standing basically on top of the bench to like wait to give somebody a technical foul. Get rid of Big Ten officials. Absolutely insane that they, uh, just that they exist in the Big Ten. Trace's quote after the game, quote, tonight they decided they were going to let me beat them and that's what I had to do. I love that, man. Hoosiers have a winning streak. Let's talk about who their next opponent is going to be. It'll come on Sunday against Michigan State. It's going to be a tough one, but we'll look at whether the Hoosiers can get it done Back home against the Spartans. You guys know how much we love Built Bar around here, though. If you guys are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They taste like candy bars. They are covered in hundred percent real chocolate. The best part, as we've been saying, you don't even have to order them on built, uh, online. You can built.com, 
They're available at Walmart. They're available at Sam's Club. I know they're available at Sam's Club. I've seen them there. So you guys can head there today. Next time you're shopping for groceries, head on by, look for Built. They're in four bar boxes at Walmart. They're in 13 bar boxes at Sam's Club. They will have you covered. Shout out to Built, helping us achieve our New Year's resolutions. Let's talk about Michigan State. Hoosiers, a little bit of a quick turnaround. They'll be back in action on Sunday afternoon. Not a big fan of these Thursday to Sunday turnarounds, but nonetheless, it's not the first time the Hoosiers have had to do it. It's not going to be the last time they've had to do it either. IU versus Michigan State, noon on Sunday in Assembly Hall. It'll be on CBS. Michigan State upset Rutgers at home. I'm sure most of you guys saw that, waiting on the IU game to start. So a feisty Michigan State team. They come into this one ranked 34th in Ken Palm. It's a team that is going to be one of the very best defenses the Hoosiers will come up against this season. They rank second in the Big Ten, but they are first in effective field goal percentage, first in uh, offensive rebound percentage. So they do not give up offensive rebounds. They also are first in defending the three-point line. Again, I don't know how much that's going to matter. IU think they only took eight three-pointers, nine three-pointers on Thursday. They made three of them, but when you're single covering Trace and letting them score 35 on you, you don't have to score a lot of threes. Again, I'm not going to get over how dumb of a decision that was. Fair enough. Uh, their weaknesses, they send guys to the line a lot. Now, that's going to be a damn coin flip, whether the Big Ten wants to make those calls, but they do send guys to the line. They rank 11th there. They don't get a lot of blocks. They don't get a lot of steals. They just don't really create a lot of turnovers. If you look at them offensively, they're basically just a middle-of-the-road team, except they make their free throws. And they rank literally like sixth, eighth. They don't go to the line. They're 13th in free throws per field goals attempted. So, again, that... I don't even know what to make of that because that's just an absolute crapshoot. Maybe that'll be the case on Sunday and they won't go to the line. Or maybe the Big Ten will just decide, hey, let's put them on the line a bunch. We saw tonight it didn't really matter uh, whether what your stats say coming into the game because every night's just kind of a guessing game for the Big Ten. Outside of that, though, they shoot the ball decently well, third and three-point percentage, but they're ninth and two-point percentage. Um, just a very average team offensively and a really good team defensively. If you look at individuals, Tyson Walker, 14.8 points. Joey Hauser, 13.4. A.J. Hogard, 12.6. Malik Hall was one of their leading scorers, but he is out. He... I think largely came off the bench. He he played nine games and only started four. So that's a big loss for them. You're not going to, I mean, to be blunt, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy for injuries from Hoosier fans. So this is a winnable game. Ken Palm does predict IU to win 72 to 68 with a 63% win probability. Now that was almost the exact inverse for tonight. They did Ken Palm predicted IU to lose and it was, I think right around 63, 64% chance for Illinois to win. So it doesn't mean a whole lot, but 
this is a game that IU has a favorable matchup in. They play better. They play well at home. Last couple of outings uh, take away that Northwestern game. So show out, get behind them, and cheer them on in this one. It should be a fun one. If IU defends at the level it has been, they're going to be really hard to beat. Now, offensively, there's still probably long-term things they need to work on. A lot of my points I made for yesterday about offensive movement and getting production out of guards, a lot of that was on the assumption that they weren't going to just let Trey score 35 on them, so fair enough, but a lot of that still applies. Movement offensively when teams double Trace. I can't imagine Tom Izzo is going to watch what Trace did tonight uh, or on Thursday and say, yeah, that's we can do that better. Like We'll just, we'll just single cover him. It's fine. So I'd imagine there's going to be some doubles. Cutting to the rim, offensive movement, production out of guards, all that's going to be really important. But when you have someone as special as Trace, sometimes he can just take over games and guide you to wins. That's what he did on Thursday. Big shout out to him. There was a tweet from the Big Ten Network. Trace is the only major conference player in the last 20 seasons to go for 35-9-5-3 in a road game. 35 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks in a road game. I assume major conference is the power 5 or 6, I guess, basically. It, there's a lot of qualifiers in that. You don't need a lot of qualifiers to know that he was absolutely dominant on Thursday. Big shout out to him. Big shout out to you guys for making us your first listen or for joining us in the live stream. Most people we've had in here want to thank all of you for hopping in. Thanks again for making us your first listen. We will be back on Monday. We'll, we'll actually be back on Sunday. We'll, we'll stream after the game, hopefully talking about a three-game IU winning streak. So subscribe for all of you new uh, viewers. Join us again on Sunday. We'll recap that game. We'll preview the women's game on Monday as well. For your second listen, check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big name experts and coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you guys have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating or a review. All of that helps, especially if you guys are new here. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all you guys joining us. Let's do it again on Sunday. As always, though, everybody have a great weekend. Let's go Hoosiers on Sunday. Illinois is not our rival. And LEO.